Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and hopefully surviving this coronavirus um, pandemic and uh, it's not too stressful sitting at home with uh, your family and uh, working from home, all of that sort of stuff. So some people I know were excited about being able to work from home and others it was a bit of a stressful time, especially when you're looking at the market too. I think we've uh, you only have to look at our YouTube channel and we've seen you know, hundreds of percent growth in the views of our YouTube channel, which is really, really nice. But but it also implies that a lot of people are stressed and worried about the market and, and stressed about their stocks simply because they don't have the knowledge. And that's really why we've seen an increase in people, you know, surfing uh, YouTube trying to find answers. And YouTube's not a great place to get your, you know, your answers on the stock market. Actually, it's a pretty terrible place to get your answers on the stock market, really, because the majority of people doing videos on YouTube really, really aren't fully, are highly qualified people and highly experienced at the market. And, and how many of them are actually licensed to be able to give, um, to share and to give advice? And, and that's really where you got to look at it, who you're getting your information and knowledge from. And, you know, it's great that people are watching our videos, you know, that Janine and I on the YouTube and trying to get out um, get information and education but really uh, there's an old saying you know you uh, your education will cost you one way or another and uh, if you pay nothing that's pretty much what you're going to get nothing much and whilst we do our best to give people good information we're only just scratching the surface and often people are saying to us at the moment oh you know I'm learning so much and I'm like well if you're learning so much about what we're talking about on YouTube then you probably didn't know that much in the first place uh, and that's probably why you're on YouTube. I'm not trying to be rude to people, but people's level of knowledge in the market is very, very low from you know, most, uh, from my perspective, you know, in terms of the scale of 1 to 10. And I know um, last month, I think it was last month, um, we did, a, did a, a subject on our live show about the Drunning-Kruger effect. Drunning-Kruger effect? Um, and it was about cognitive bias. People overestimate what they know and what they think they know. Um, when this whole coronavirus situation has taught a lot of people that they really don't know much about the market and uh, that's again why we're getting so many more people watching our channel but again but there's even been a not just an increase in viewers but the amount of people asking questions has gone up exponentially so much more than our viewers and you know like five six hundred percent more than our um, viewers and it's and a lot of the questions are coming from ignorance of how the market works 
And when you're ignorant about the market, that means you're making mistakes, you're worried about your portfolio, you haven't managed your portfolio correctly. There's, you know, you may have lost money. There's a whole range of different things that could be happening. And so I'd urge you to have a think about how you handled things during the coronavirus meltdown that we've had since our stock market high in February. What have you done? How have you felt? How have you managed it? What did you do right? What did you do wrong? And we all need to learn from our mistakes. And what I find a lot of people, you know, say to me or say to our team, over you know the whole time we've been in business even longer than I've had you know, people saying oh, I can't have, you know I don't have the time I don't have the money to learn you know I'd love to learn how to trade I'd love to learn how to do this but I don't really have the time and the money and those are real excuses uh, and excuses are lie covered with the skin of reason you know people say I don't have the time to learn but if you don't have the time when will you have the time to learn and if you don't have the money to learn well when will you have the money to learn that should be the questions you should be asking because, you know, there's no, no excuse if you are given some education and information. If you don't use it, then you might as well not have got it in the first place. But what I'm getting at here is that a lot of people have let the market happen to them rather than them controlling what they're doing so that they do better and so they don't have the large losses. But they also profit more. And would it surprise you to know that during the whole coronavirus meltdown, not one email has come from any of our students and graduates panicking or worried about what's going on, saying, Dale, what do you think I should be doing here, Janine? You know, how do I do this? They all know. They're actually sending us emails saying, you know, they've cruised through the whole coronavirus, that they stuck with their stop losses, they were trading short, they were making money on different things. And it's all been just beautiful sailing all the way through. The people that have been emotionally reacting to the market are the people that have been watching our YouTube channel and putting comments or their Facebook page. And I've been getting so many more people sending me their portfolios and their ideas about how they want to run their portfolio and trying to buy in cheap or catch falling knives that we tell people not to do. And, and they're going, what do I do? Um, and I don't know about you, but... You know, we don't do finance. We don't do personal financial advice. We're fully licensed by the Australian Securities Investment Commission. We are fully licensed fund managers. Um, Janine and I are expert traders and investors. You know, we do we are licensed educators, but we don't do personal advice. So what you do is up to you. We'll teach you how to do it. No problems. We'll do it for you. No problems. But we're not going to give you advice on how to do that. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure you don't work for free either. Uh, we have a lot of clients that really would like to spend a lot more time with Janine and I and work with us and get a lot more one-on-one -on -one time and uh, you know and that doesn't happen if we're helping people out for free everywhere. Our you know and I'm not trying to be rude to anybody but you know we do donate our time onto YouTube to help people understand things so if you want more to that then maybe you need to put your head in your pocket and find the time to do our education because all too often things like this happen and then you know people say to us in a year's time yeah, I really did want to do your education, but I just didn't have the time or the money. And when you are, you know, they're talking to you again and they go, I still don't have the time and the money. But then the next thing happens and they go, I wish I'd done that before. And the biggest thing that I find with our students, whenever we're face to face with students, uh, it's common for me to say who wish they'd done our education earlier. And 100% of the time, 100% of the hands go up. Uh, and when I ask people why, and they go, well, you know, it, I, I knew about you 10 years ago. You know, I looked at your courses then, but I didn't do it for five years. And when I've gone back now after doing your course, I realised how many mistakes I made, 
how much time it cost me, how much money it cost me, how much lost profits it cost me. And they really started to quantify how their poor decision at that time has cost them. Uh, and that's really what I'm saying to you is, is if you desire to be more profitable from the market, then when will you find the time and when will you find the money? If you've been looking at our courses in the past and thinking, yeah, I know that course is for me, I should be doing it, but you're making excuses of time and money, then when are you going to stop making excuses of time and money? And when are you going to do the course because you know it's right for you? At the end of the day, it's your money and it's your choice. Um, and you can do what you like. And I don't really want to make this sound like a, a big promotion for our courses, but if you've been worried about the market, if you've not managed your portfolio properly, then you need to know how to do that. So whether it's buying my book for 30 bucks or you know doing our courses, uh, one or more of our courses, well, then that's what it is. But you know now you do have the time and now you should have the money. And that to me is, is as I said a little bit earlier, education will cost you one way or another. It just depends on how much time and how much money it's going to cost you um, to me I think the f do it right do it the first time do our course uh, and if you have been thinking about doing our courses give our team a ring here you know and in, in the office shoot us an email and give them have a just have a chat with them they're all traders themselves they're not salespeople they are traders they all work from home they all trade from home they don't come into the office they've all done our courses that's who the people you're talking to you're talking to real real traders and they'll help you understand what they get out of it what they do in their daily life but imagine what life would be like if you're sitting at home right now and the market wasn't a mystery to you and things were just happening you're managing your portfolio while you're profiting you're not losing during the, the coronavirus meltdown that we've had and you're quite comfortable and you know that you can make money moving forward and you're doing very very well and you know the plan you've got a strategy and a plan moving forward to ensure you continue to profit and continue to prosper how would that feel and that's really what i'd like to pose that question if that's where you want to be then it doesn't have to have a chat to our guys does it so give us a call um, at the office or shoot an email and we'll give you a call as well but i wanted to cover an um an email that i got probably about three four weeks ago from somebody um it was to do I wanted to cover a question on my YouTube and they sent it in there and I thought this is a really good question I want to cover on a podcast. I did handle it on my YouTube but I can't remember which video I put it on. Um, but the person, and I can't remember and I've got, I forgot what the person's name is but they actually said to me, uh, what do you do when a stock drops so fast that gaps past your stop loss? Selling at that point would see realising a much larger loss than anticipated. This has happened to me twice this week, leaving me feeling as though stops did not confer the protection I thought they would. Now, there's a couple of things in this question. So what do you do when a stock, stock drops so fast it gaps past your stop loss? The answer is sell. Simple. That's what it does. So as a trader, I know that it's going to happen occasionally, not very often, but occasionally. A stock will get past your stop loss so it might be near your stop loss and then it opens the next day past your stop loss or trades through your stop loss but it gapped right down it might be one percent might be ten percent just depending on how volatile the market is but generally it's only a few percent sometimes it's a little bit larger like what's happened during the meltdown with the coronavirus but you just sell if that's what your stop loss is you just sell and the second bit they're saying selling at that point would realize a much larger loss than anticipated yes it will but it's still stopping you losing more money. 
Now, often what you'll see is, and I'm sure this person has experienced that those that they exited at, if they did exit on their stops, um, they would have found that stocks, those stocks have fallen much, much further than what they got stopped out of. So they'd be realizing after this um, email to me that it was a wise thing to sell. So if you have a stop loss, let's say at 10%, and I don't know, this person hasn't told me. So maybe they had their stop loss at 10% and they lost 15, but that stock may have fallen 30% now. So selling at 15 is much better than selling at uh, 30, isn't it? Or having a 30% loss. So to me, this is where people need to be realistic. And having an exit strategy like a stop loss, the hardest thing to do is actually sell, um, especially selling something that you're losing money on. I know that's a real challenge for people's psychology and their beliefs because they think, oh, if I just hang on, but hanging on for how long too? So get used to selling. Um, this person said it's happened twice this week. It's probably happened a few more times since then. But it said he said, that, oh, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, um, they said, leaving me feeling as though the stops did not confer the protection I thought they would. Yes, they did. Not as tight as what you thought they would. It's not as smooth. You can't just say, I'm going to set a 15% stop loss or 10% stop loss. And as soon as it gets to 10 or, 11, 10 or 15%, I'm getting out. You're never going to get generally out at 15% or 10%. It could be 1%. You might have a stop loss trigger. And let's say I have a stop loss that has to close on any day at 15%. 15% below my buy price, okay? So it's got to close on any day. That's the, the, the rule. But it might trade through 15%. It might trade to minus 16% or 17% and close that day. And I go, okay, it's triggered my stop loss. So then I go, oh, to exit. So I place my order the next morning to sell at market and the stock gaps up a little bit and I end up exiting at 13%. But my rule was for it to close below 15% so I sold so you might only get a 13% stop loss you might gap down a bit further you might selling out at 18% or 19% exit so your stop losses is an arbitrary type of figure there that you put a line in the sand to say that's it I'm not going to take any more than that but you're never going to get out generally at that exact price all of the time uh, occasionally you will but not all the time most time there's slippage either way but at the end of the day you've got to have something to protect yourself because it's not how much you make on any one stock that makes you wealthy. It's how much you don't lose. And that's really what I keep stressing in my book, um, Accelerate Your Wealth. My first book, How to Beat to Manage Funds by 20%. If you don't lose 10%, you don't have to make 11% to break even. So not losing is a much better strategy than losing. And what I mean by that is, is a lot of people think, ah, oh, if I, you know, put a 15% stop loss or 10% stop loss, I lose and I'm um, really quantifying the loss. Well, I'd rather do that than lose 30, 40, 50%. And also not making 10% is a lot less of a sin than not than losing 10% because if I lose 10%, I've got to make 11% to break even. If I don't make 10%, I just don't make 10%. You've not put your money at risk. You just haven't made the 10%. But when you lose 10%, you've actually put your money at risk. You've lost the 10% that you don't have now and then the remaining capital has to make 11% to break even. So that's a much bigger thing. So having stop losses is really smart. If you don't know how to set your stop losses, maybe you'd like to buy my book. Maybe you'd like to do my courses and we'll teach you how to do them properly. But at the end of the day, there's no use having rules unless you stick with them. Um, and so stop losses do work. And occasionally, 
you're going to get caught. And that's really what nothing in trading and nothing in the market is 100%. And that's why I find a lot of people want to be very anal about it, going, well, Dale, you said this works. And it does work. But it works most of the time, not 100% of the time. And we need to be real about that, is we do have rules for a reason. You know, you, we have road rules for a reason, but I can guarantee if you drive a car, there's times where you've broken the road rules. Actually, I will actually um, say that there's probably lots and lots of times where you've broken road rules, whether that's you've driven through a stop sign accidentally, or you've driven through a red light accidentally, or whether you've merged into other lanes without putting an indicator on, or, you know, the list goes on, and not just, not even including speeding. Um, but their rules are there to keep everybody safe. And as long as we can follow the rules most of the time, we will be safe. Uh, but they don't work all of the time. Again, so, great question. You know, what do you do with your stop losses? Again, as soon as your stop loss is triggered, do you exit? If you've got a question or, or a topic that you'd like me to cover, please just send uh, your, your topic or your question through to infowealthwithin.com.au and just put podcast idea. Um, on the title or something like that or question for podcast happy to do that but again i just really want to say to you is if if the last period of time since the high in um, february has been really stressful for you and you're not you're feeling a little bit of out of control it's a real big sign that you don't know what you need to know to manage your own portfolio if you've got a self-managed super fund and your portfolio hasn't performed very very well maybe then you need to consider doing a course because now has never ever been a better time to take on the education and start to learn so when the market does settle down you're well on the way to making sure you not only understand the market but you can profit from it protect your capital and build your wealth back over the coming years uh, and so i strongly suggest you give us a call and talk to our team but you've been listening to talking wealth i'm dale gillen here the chief analyst at wealth within take care thanks for listening This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.